everyone. I am Teacher Case and welcome to Unicorn Teachers. Thank you so much for listening. Unicorn Teachers, we like to talk about different funny stories that we might have experienced in class or maybe we have learned something interesting from one of our students. So it's nice to get to talk about some of these cool things. Also, I will have tips and tricks for you in some of my podcasts. But today, I am so, so excited to share with you my very first interview. I am interviewing the awesome teacher Morgan SWM, or as you might know her, teacher Morgan Brown. And Morgan is such an awesome teacher. I am very excited to have her as my very first guest on the show, Unicorn Teachers. So without further ado, here is the awesome teacher Morgan. All right, so Morgan, (laughs) yay! (laughs) Hello, Morgan. Hi, Hi, Casey. (laughs) How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. The weather is really nice outside. I just got back from taking my kids on a walk, which is nice. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much. Wow, that's nice that you got to go for a nice little walk. Awesome. All right, so Morgan, can you tell me a bit about yourself? Oh, yeah. Um, I have a kindergarten through 12th grade and I graduated in, oh gosh, when did I graduate? Uh, 2009, I graduated in 2009. After I graduated, I taught in a public school for two years, and then when I got married, I moved to a different city, and you know, all the arts programs, music programs, it's really hard to find a job in a public school because of the lack of funding for the arts, so I found a lot of little small jobs uh, to do. I taught music at a daycare, I taught music for some home school co-op, after school program and then when I became a mother I have three wonderful children and I'm happy to be a stay-at-home mom and I'm happy to be a work-at-home mom through teaching online ESL so that's sort of me in a nutshell. Oh awesome that's so cool wow I didn't know you had three kids that's really cool. Yeah my oldest is six and a half my middle child just turned four in February and I have a two and a half year old. Oh, sweet. Wow, that's so awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing. That's really cool. It's nice to get to know a little bit more about you, definitely. (laughs) Morgan, how did you find out about teaching online? Well, another homeschool mom that taught at the co-op that I was teaching at was also a VIP kid teacher, and I had medical bills and I really needed more income, but I wasn't sure how to make money and help our family without having to pay for child care for my young children. Mm. And other mom uh, told me, you know, you should really look at VIP kids. You can work from home. You can work while your kids are sleeping. And I never imagined that it would be as much fun and as rewarding as it is. And um, it made it so I didn't have to formally re-enter the workforce and I could continue to be a stay-at-home mom and a homeschool mom, which I'm really thankful for. Oh, that's great. Wow. That's so nice. And I bet right now you're really happy that you have this job. Uh, with all oh, with all yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, that's great. It's nice that word of mouth, you know, <laughs> it definitely goes a long way. And it's helped so many teachers find how to be able to teach online, which has really been like a game changer for so many. Oh, yeah. I was telling someone else yesterday, like, sure, make a little bit of money when they're able to recruit another teacher and they're able to successfully teach their first class. But I was telling my friend the other day, I was like, even if we didn't get paid that, I would still tell everyone about this job because it's just really helpful. It's really a great way to make money, to be able to contribute to your family, and to still be a part of your children's lives. If you're able to do it, I just think it's fantastic. Yes, yes, absolutely. I definitely agree. 
I don't have kids, but I know it's perfect for people <laughs> that do have kids because, you know, you can teach and be done by the time they wake up, which is really neat. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so cool. Oh, that's awesome. Can you tell me how long have you been teaching and online, and then what company do you teach for? I've been teaching for VIP Kid for 653 days, so that equals out to being around the year of five months, if I get that math right now. Mm, <laughs> nice. Wow, that's so cool. What's a memory that you've had when you are teaching that really sticks with you to this day? That was a really hard question because, like, there's the really happy memories, and then there's kind of like the uh, nightmare fuel, and then mm. there's like, oh, that was hilarious. So, like, happy memories are, like, I have students who know because of my biography that I'm a music teacher, so there are students who come to class and they want to sing for me, and so I can hear them practicing before class for little songs that they're going to sing for me, and sometimes uh-huh. they're songs in English, and sometimes they're songs in Chinese, so that is, I just always enjoy getting to hear the students sing for me. I just think that's so special that they not only prepare their lessons, but sometimes they prepare something extra for me, and I just think that's so special. And then, like, weird and terrible memories are, like, the kid who was trying to put staples in his lip during a voice of VIP class. And I'm so thankful he did not have an actual stapler, but he was just taking just the staples in his hand and was poking himself in the lip. And I called the fireman, (laughs) obviously, like, uh, you know, a critical safety concern. And fireman didn't come. Parents were, and I was just like, like, no, get it out of your mouth. Please get it out of your mouth. And then I, I had it the next. such a fun student. I remember I saw that on Facebook a couple days ago and oh, it made me laugh. <laughs> I was like, oh man, she sounds like a little firecracker, but she sounds funny. <laughs> she is. And then her mom found me on Chinese social media. So now every once in a while I get a little video from her and uh, I get to take videos of my kids and share them with my students who find me on Chinese social media. So that's been a lot of fun too. Wow. That's so cool. Very nice. So how do they find you on Chinese social media? I know that's an extra question. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I got a chat account, and then just at the end of my feedback, if it's a student who's a regular or someone who's been having a lot of trouble booking with me, I will just type in my uh, screen name. And the screen name is just kind of the same as, like, a Twitter handle. There's no at sign, but, like, my, my handle is VIP Teacher Morgan or something like that. No, it's not that. It's something similar to that, though. 
So I'll type that at the end of my feedback, and then the parents will just type that into their app on their phone. And then it's like sending a friend request over Facebook, and then you accept the request, and then you're able to send private messages, you can do videos, you can do voice chat, and a lot of things like that. You can also post pictures on the timeline as well. If I happen to have an opening in my schedule, which I rarely have an opening, but if I do, I will post about it on my timeline, and a lot of the times one of the parents will see it and will go ahead and book my class when they know it's available. So it's helpful for bookings. I can't talk. It's helpful for bookings, and it's also helpful for maintaining relationships with the kids. Ah, very cool. That sounds awesome. That's a great way to connect with them for sure. And to keep track with them and their families, I mean, especially around what's happening right now in the world, I know it's nice to be able to have that extra little bit of connection anyways. Yeah, I've got one student that she's been getting really bored at home. So um, my daughter is trying to learn Chinese, and obviously my student is learning English, and my student is much better at English than my daughter is at Chinese. Not a slight against my daughter. My daughter's been working on it for a year, and um, not as, you know, with as much rigor as my student. So my students will send something to us in Chinese and then something else in English. And then my daughter will send something in English and then something in Chinese. And they actually had each other a song last week. And we uh, haven't gotten back to it this week, but I'd like for us to continue teaching each other a song or a poem just to keep each other occupied because no one, you know, we're homeschooled, but, you know, obviously we can't leave and go to co-ops and things like that. They're doing their school at home as well, so it's a nice little activity and reprieve from monotony, getting to get on the phone and send a message to your friend halfway across the world. Yeah, that's so fun. Wow, that's so that's such a nice little connection that they've made, and that's nice that it's one of your students and that it's your daughter. That's so cool. That's very cute. Well, I'm happy that you've done that and that they're able to have fun with each other and teach each other little poems, and that's very sweet. Nice. That's awesome. Morgan, thank you for sharing. And let's see. So Morgan, do you have an aha moment with a student or with something that maybe you learned while you were like in the midst of one of your classes? It's something just like sparked. Yeah. So really the importance of TPR for the student as well as for the teacher, because like, you know, we're trained to use total physical response when we're helping to illustrate what we're talking about. So I had this one student when I was teaching the students the word no, as in K-N-O-W, I know that. And the slide had pictures of the student raising her hand and light bulbs over the student's head. And I'm sure this was covered in pre-class work and video and worksheets. So I'm usually my students understand it and it's not a problem at all. But this particular student started to shake and shake his head no and cross his hands in front of them time that I said K-N-O-W, and I was doing TPR where I was tapping my head, um, you know, sort of tapping my, my fingers against my temple to show, like, I know this, tapping my head, mm-hmm. showing my brain, you know, yeah. and, but he kept crossing his hands in oh no, and for his TPR, I understood that he thought that I was meaning N-O, um, and that's N-O and K-N-O-W had the same meaning, so I prompted him to change his TPR to match my TPR. And I also used my whiteboard to spell out both words and demonstrated a TPR for both of them to help the students to understand the difference between the two words. And this allowed us to finish the rest of the lesson successfully. Uh, So what I learned from that is not only should I be doing the TPR, but I really should be putting in the extra effort to get my students to do the TPR as well because that's adding in the physical response for them and that's going to help them to make that longer-lasting connection. 
So if my student isn't doing the TPR, I will say hands up. I will say wave your arms. I will make them do the craziest, weirdest things with their arms as they will. Just to get their arms moving and get them thinking about moving their body. And then I will be able to tell them to, you know, touch your head or, you know, do whatever movement I need them to do to make sure that they understand their body, the definition of the words they're learning in class. Oh, absolutely. That's awesome. And it's funny because that happened to me earlier, the no and no, the two no's. <laughs> and I was using the TPR and my student, she was probably like four or something. She had no idea. And I was, I was using the TPR for both of them. And it took a minute. I think maybe she had a better understanding, but still she was like, yeah. So, yeah. Then you just got to be thankful for the post-class work and the fact that that's not the last time you're going to get it. The uh, curriculum is so circular, and we're going to go back and hit that again later. So even if they don't get it today, they're reaching the point where it's like, okay, I just need to let this go and move on. <laughs> sometimes I hit that point where I need to let it go, and sometimes there's a breakthrough. So it's, it's hard to know how hard you should push for that breakthrough, and when it's time to let it go, keep moving on, and circle back if you have time. Oh, yeah, sometimes you can try and try and, you know, sometimes it's maybe just not the right time. They need a little more practice, then that's all right. <laughs> Very good, Morgan. See, Morgan, what is your favorite prop? Ooh, I like my marker board because it's so versatile. I can practice handwriting, spelling. I can help them to illustrate words if they're not quite understanding through props or things like that. Then I'm also a cheater because I use Manicam, which is a computer program that allows <laughs> me to show parts of my computer screen while I teach. So I can use Google Slide Props, I can use Google Image Search if my student asks me a question about something that I'm not prepared for. So Manicam is sort of like my cheater mini prop in one, mini rewards in one. So that's also a favorite prop of mine. And then I also have my Dino Dolls. I have this huge one that costs $35 from the official store. And then I have the normal size one and one that came on a keychain. So I have small, medium, and large. I can use it to show things different. And um, I It's nice that you've got several different ones because I know that that can help in, you know, like difference of size and things like same and different. That can be very, very effective and helpful. That's awesome. And what is your favorite level or supplementary course uh, to teach? Well, yeah, I like teaching levels one through three, and it's hard to pick a favorite because I feel like my favorite is different every day. I like level one because I can be more creative in my approaches and I can be more dorky and just sort of let my weirdness fly, you know, mm -hmm. um, and just do what I need to do to get those kids to pay attention, get them to repeat after me, to get them to stay in front of the screen. And some days that might mean I'm teaching the entire class to dino, and some days that might mean that I'm teaching, I don't know, the entire class with my I, I green screen, so I might have like Elsa from Frozen in my background. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you never know what you're going to be doing. Approach it in such a different way just to try and reach that student. And then level two is so foundational and uh, really gives the foundations of the sentence structure. And it can be kind of a slog, but I find it really rewarding. And then three, I just I can relax a little bit more and not be as hyper. <laughs> and I enjoy level two because the kids are getting to be more conversational. And I'm only well, I am certified up to four, but I've never taught a level four class. So I, it just depends on the day, depends on the kid. I love all, all three levels. Nice. That's good. Very nice. And I did see that you just recently got certified in level four. So what are your, <laughs> your skills? 
I have I have a dear student that I absolutely love, and he is a week away from graduating, and his mom asked me to please certify. And I said yes, mainly because I'm booked up enough that I have. I, I'm hoping that he will be my only level four student because <laughs> most of my students priority request me, um, priority book, so my schedule is mostly filled at the end of every week. So I'm hoping that I won't get a lot of level four students at least until I'm more comfortable with it. But in the meantime, I know the students really well, and I know that I can I can teach it to him even if I'm not as familiar with it. And maybe when I'm more familiar with the curriculum, I'll be more like, okay, bring on everyone. But right now, someone needs to know. Yeah, that's good nice to dip your toes in slowly and that's nice that you're pretty well booked I mean that's nice that you also got certified for the one student I know they're probably very grateful because you seem like a really awesome teacher so <laughs> I bet they're excited. <laughs> Thank you. yeah of course <laughs> yeah what's something you've done this year or last year I know it's not too far into there um that okay. you're really proud of I don't know <laughs> I'm alive <laughs> <laughs> yes I mean, your teaching style is so cool, so I'm sure that your kids just totally adore you. hours before you're all done for your day so I'm sure that's very different than the little 25 minute classes <laughs> uh, well that's good that's great that you're getting into doing homeschooling and I'm sure it's definitely a learning curve for everyone <laughs> so, oh yeah yeah oh, well awesome Morgan and how do you avoid burnout that is so hard especially if you're a people pleaser like me you'll get no priority booking requests or hours that you don't typically teach. And it's very tempting to just want to make other people happy and to get that. But every once in a while, I get a review from a parent that says, you know, we can't book you anymore. We're having trouble getting quite the spot in your schedule. And so it, there's the temptation to always open up more slots. So it's important in order to avoid burnout to really do the math, figure out 
what your family needs for you to make, and then only open the slots that you need to in order to make that goal. Don't say, oh, if I work so, so many more classes, then I can get that Apple Watch or that iPad or this thing for the children. You know, really set that goal of, I need to do this in order to have my needs met, and this is only as far as I will go, and I will not let myself be tempted to open up any more slots, no matter how adorable that four-year-old is. I have to put my foot down, and I have to say no, because I have to think of my own children. And then also, make sure that you do plan family outings, and do plan family vacations, and you're not afraid to take time off of work. I have worked well on vacation before, and it adds a little bit of a stressor component, because when you're worried about your internet working, do I have a backup, and I have to pack all my stuff, and all that sort of stuff. So it can take away from some of the actual vacation feeling of being on vacation. So just feel free to take that step back, to take a weekend off, to take a week off, and just be confident in the fact that your regulars will come back to your schedule with the term. Yes, absolutely. That's very good advice. And it's, I agree with you with everything. (laughs) But when you say that, of course, you want to teach all the cute little kiddos across the world. And when you're working so many hours, and I mean, especially you being a mom, there's definitely a lot going on in your life. And, you know, it's just hard to make everybody happy sometimes. And sometimes you definitely have to take care of yourself and make sure that you're not just overdoing it because that could definitely lead to getting burned out. You know, nobody loves it. Right. Definitely. If you were to talk to a new, like a brand new online ESL teacher, if this was maybe their first day or if they were going through the process, what advice would you have for them? I would just tell them to go for it because there is no prime time start. It can feel daunting, and it can feel very much like, okay, I'll do my research now, and then once I get all my ducks in a row, and once I have my classroom 100% set up, and maybe once the kids are a little older, et cetera, et cetera, maybe this will be when I start. But just remember that you can open up as few slots as you want to. You can open as many slots as you want to. It's such a flexible job. So there's really no reason to not start now, and just to try and find a way to fit it in your schedule, and always pull back. You can always ramp up, do what you need to do. I don't know where I'm going with that thought, so I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's I can okay. tell that I got to the point where I don't have written answers anymore. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> no worries. I know I do that sometimes when I'm filming. I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. <laughs> but you're on a roll, so that was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. And let's see, what do you do when you have a really distracted student or someone that's unfocused and they're really not into the lesson at all? So it depends because there's a few different kinds of distracted students. You've got your students who are distracted because the lesson is too easy for them. And if you have that student, then um, try and think about things that are in the room. I'm always keeping an eye out for a toy in the background for maybe that they were playing with before class, some music that's playing on in the background, and try and pull that in or try to extend using that. Also, extend using the prompts that are already on my desk. Um, so that's a way to try and draw a student in if the student is not paying attention because they're bored. If they are not paying attention because they're distracted with a device that's kind of a hard one, because I'm a lot of older kids now, older kids, I um, had an older level who was 
definitely on her cell phone, like doing some playing some game on her cell phone during class. And really, you can ask them several times. Um, you can hit that you know student behavior button, but I mean, ultimately, they're not hurting themselves. What they're doing is depriving themselves of an educational opportunity. So what I do is I teach the class to the best of my ability. If it means I have to door it or after the answers are coming, when the answers are not coming, then I do it. And then I make sure that the parent knows the parent feedback. I will also leave a message to the LP. And then I might also send a ticket just to make sure that the LP is aware if this is a reoccurring issue. And hopefully that will make that behavior go away. And Oh, and the other type of distracted student is the student where the curriculum is too difficult for them. They are not grasping it for some reason. It might mean that they didn't do their pre-class work, or maybe it's one of those things where they've just continually been pushed ahead in the curriculum, even though they it has overwhelmed them like maybe months ago. Uh, so for those students, they're not paying attention because they feel hopeless. You are literally speaking in a different language to them, and they don't understand you. So in those cases, I will break down a lesson to the simplest sentence frame, to the simplest concept, and maybe they can't do sentences. Maybe they just need to focus on the vocabulary today. That is just fine. We'll focus on the vocabulary. Maybe they can't read. That is okay. I will. You know that magnifying glass at the bottom of the screen that you yes. can use? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So if I really, if it's a reading thing and but they're not able to read, I will black out the entire slide with that little button and I will just focus on one word. And we can sound that puppy out, we can work on that word. And if they get that word, I am as stoked for them as I would be with us who able to read well and can read that whole slide. I will celebrate that just as much as I will celebrate who practice and sound without that one word with me. And then maybe in that case, if that they can only read that one word, then they can just listen to me read the rest of that page with TPR, circling things on the page, having them repeat after me on a few things, that's fine. But they read one word, and that for them was a success that deserves to be celebrated. So celebrating the small successes and simplifying the curriculum is a way to drag in or to draw in those students who are distracted because they're overwhelming. Aww. Have you noticed that I talk a lot? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's great. I'm happy that you have so much great advice and, you know, so many different awesome things to share that I'm excited. So, no, it's, it's all good. You're a very interesting and fun first guest. So, Thank you. yes, of course. No, it's good. You're keeping it going. So that's great. Yes, awesome. And that's good. I love what you said about um, just using the magnifying glass because I have found that that's been a really useful tool as well. And what you said about how you celebrate the little successes, if they just, you know, sound out the one word, then, hey, that's awesome because they're learning this new language and, you know, it's very difficult for for some and others can catch on a lot more easily. So, yeah, yeah it's awesome. How are ESL teachers like unicorns? Like unicorns, we're mythical. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, I don't know. I, we're, we're all different. We come from different backgrounds. We have different educational. Some people have education degrees. Some people don't. So I guess that makes us all different. Like unicorns are different. <laughs> we're all special. Everyone is special. Oh, good. I like that. Which means no one is special. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a nightmare. I'm sorry. Oh, it's all good. I like that, though. 
every, everyone is unique in their own way. Yeah. <laughs> and unicorns are different. So awesome. And if you could have three wishes come true, what would you wish for? It could be whether it's teaching related or not. You can mix it up. <laughs> what would you wish for? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a I like that. Ice cream for everyone. Well, food related. Food related on world food. There we go. <laughs> yes, those are great wishes. I like those. I think most people would be very happy. I would be really excited about that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Do you teach mornings or nights? I mostly do mornings, but I also do Friday nights as well. Nice, very cool. And I see you're like a manicam master, so you. Uh, I am. I am just. I'm learning as I go along. I've been doing manicam for a year and a half, so I only had a few months where I didn't use it. So my first few classes were hot, hot classes, but now I'm green screening, so that's fun. Yeah, that's so cool. I I love your backgrounds. They're always so fun and bright and like really entertaining. I, and colorful. I'm sure the students really love that. That's awesome. Most of them do. I have one student who's upset that I don't have my old background for a while. She's like, teacher, all of this, I don't like it. And it took a while. I'm like, do you like me? She's like, I like you, but all of it. I don't. I'm sorry, dear. And we finally got over it. And it took like a few weeks of her, like every day, telling me, but I don't like it. But now, <laughs> now she's still on my schedule. And now she's looking comments about how much she doesn't like my reading. So that's good. Making progress. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Progress is good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so funny. At least it's nice that she's still your student. <laughs> I guess maybe her oh, parents yeah. like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yes, Manicam is fun. I had a student today, and she's so smart. I She's in level four, actually. And um, she, she was like, how do you use the the magnifying glass, like, how do you do that where you just show the one word, and how do you make it so you can show me slides, and, or not slides, but, you know, like, pictures and fun things, and you could click, or you can hit it, and then it does this, and she's like, how do you do that? I was like, ah, oh, I'm magic, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Google yeah, Slides. Absolutely. I've got a student who calls me magic teacher, and I'm like, thank you, Google Slides, now I'm magic teacher. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's so great. <laughs> magic, magic Teacher Morgan. It's <laughs> <laughs> got some alliteration to it. Yeah, I like it. I think it sounds good. <laughs> um, let's see. If um, if you could have lunch or coffee and chat with anyone from VIP Kid, who would it be? Uh, like, my initial thought was Cindy and me because I just think that she's fantastic. But then as I was thinking, like, what would I ask her? I was like, Morgan, you wouldn't ask her anything. You would just, like stare at her like and be like tell me everything and it, it would just be awkward and I would just make a fool of myself so I I, I would go just doing that I'd love to meet Nancy Taylor when I was first hired you know when you have your first interview and everything I was sent an email with links to Nancy Taylor videos like you should watch the Nancy Taylor videos you should see what she's doing and so like I feel like I wouldn't even have this job without the Nancy Taylor videos that I watched obsessively as I was preparing for my mock classes and everything. So she just seems like such a nice lady. She actually commented on one of my YouTube videos, and I was like, what? So I, she would be a lot of fun, I think, to, to me, because she's just been such a help to, you know, the online ESL community. 
Oh, yes, absolutely. She's so cool. I'm taking her course now, and she's, yeah, she's definitely fun. It's nice we get to have, like, weekly meetings, and um, she has so much to share, and she's, oh, man, she's, she's amazing. So, yeah, it would definitely be cool to have, like, lunch and just, like, chat with her. What would you ask her if you had, like, some big questions? I don't know, because she's really good at referrals, but I'm not really, like, if someone wants a job at VIP Kid, I'd love to help. I love to help people, but I'm not really big into trying to find referrals, so I don't know. I just think she seems like a really relatable person that I just like to have coffee with and talk about the changes that she's seen in the company over the years that she's been working. Yeah, definitely. I think she would have a lot of interesting things to say because she's been with the company for so long. And once again, it wouldn't be a conversation. It would just be me sitting there going, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, keep talking, keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing to add to this. You just keep going. (laughs) Yeah, just like, I'll just drink my coffee and you just talk. It's okay. (laughs) That would be fun and entertaining. All right, so Morgan, I think that is most of our questions. So I think... Maybe we'll do the rainbow round, and then I might do, like, one or two more, and then okay. and then we will be done, yeah. So, this is our rainbow round, and it's like the lightning round, <laughs> but it's the unicorn teacher's version. Fine. All right, so Morgan, hmm, coffee or tea? Coffee. And dino? <laughs> yeah, coffee is good. And then, hmm, dino or puppet? Dino. Awesome. I'm trying to keep myself from, from talking more. I think these are one-word answers, right? <laughs> uh, it's okay. You could elaborate it if you want. <laughs> there aren't oh, any rules. Swap over, and the Dino Puppet doesn't have a moving mouth, so there's, like, literally no positives to having the Dino Puppet. You might as well just have the doll. It costs less than the token store anyway. Oh, really? I didn't know that that it didn't have the moving mouth. That's interesting to know. You know, I must be wrong about the it costing less than the token store. But, yeah, like, Paula Brooks has one Interesting. Yeah, that's good to know. Thank you for sharing. I um, oh, yeah. yeah, I had no idea that it didn't have the moving mouth, which it makes a big difference with a little puppet because you're trying to get that and get your students to talk. <laughs> and then, let's see. Oh, Mike or Meg? Meg. <laughs> it's much more fun to be dressed Meg or what? Oh, I agree. I did a Meg makeover, and that was so fun. <laughs> oh, cool. Yes. Wait, did you make that one? That Google Slides is Meg makeover? Oh, no. I wish I did. <laughs> but okay. no. I, I was like, I looked at that recently, but I didn't read that one. Oh, it's fun. My students really loved it. Like, you could do her little eye makeup and give her lipstick, and like her, she, you could give her different eyebrows, and my all of my girls loved it. <laughs> Yeah, I would definitely suggest that sometime. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and let's see, headbands or fun glasses? I'm going to vote for neither because headbands give me a headache and I already have enormous glasses. Like, my, my glasses are two ginormous circles on my face, so fun glasses don't work. So I do sometimes wear a rainbow wig, but oh. then my students tell me that they don't like my wig. Oh, no. <laughs> so basically nothing. <laughs> oh, Oh, I understand. <laughs> okay, and digital or 2D and 3D props? Oh, of the 
I feel lost without my flashcards, and then I feel lost without my Google Slides, so I'll just take them all. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> That's a good way to be, to have variety. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, so Morgan, right now, it's an interesting time, and what are some words of encouragement that you might have for others? We all feel very isolated right now because we can't really leave the house. We can't necessarily go out and be with other people. But just because we can't be around other people doesn't mean that we're alone. Um, just through the teacher community, you're always able to reach out to one another through the Hootsaw, through Facebook. Uh, there's even a Reddit thread or a Reddit. I, I don't know anything about Reddit. I'm a millennial. I'm not an expert. But anyway, <laughs> um, there's, there's different venues on the internet where with other teachers and you just get that camaraderie and seeing that we were already online teachers, we have a one up over the brick and mortar teachers, those poor people <laughs> they've Aww, been yeah. out around people and now they can't be it. those of us who just teach for VIP Kid or just teach for GoGo Kid, we've already just been, you know, our, <laughs> our teachers lounge is the internet. So there's that. So just to try and find joy and make connections um, using the media that we have, using know, um, Google Chat or whatever they have, using Facebook, using Marco Polo, different ways to make sure that you're staying connected with others. And when you're connecting with others and you're helping others to feel better, ultimately that helps you feel better as well. Oh, very nice. I love that. Those are such awesome ideas to help stay connected with others in the world. It's definitely needed. I know it can be kind of, will be pretty difficult being isolated like this. (laughs) Yes. Oh, thank you. And Morgan, those are all the questions. So do you have, yeah, I'm so excited. Yay. (laughs) And do you have your YouTube channel or, you know, your little handle that you can shout out so that we can have other people plug in? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm just on YouTube and my YouTube handle is youtube.com slash teacher Morgan SWM. That's the letter S, like sing, the letter W, like with, and the letter M, like me. SWM is the last three letters that VIP Kid has on our teacher names or whatever on my particular teacher name. So youtube.com slash teacher Morgan SWM. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Yes, everyone, you should definitely check out Teacher Morgan's YouTube channel because she is a rock star. She's got such amazing oh. videos and content. Thank you. Yeah. I love so your channel as well. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> it's fun to just start sharing. And I've I've just started this about a month or two ago. But yeah, you've been going for a while now. And you've got a lot of really interesting and fun stuff going on there. Thank you. Yeah, you're so welcome. Well, we could end on that note. You are so awesome. And I so appreciate you joining me today for my very first podcast with interview podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. This is really fun. Yeah, it was. It was a blast. I It was fun answering all those questions, and man, that went by so fast. <laughs> yes, uh, and your kids, they, I don't think your kids really, they're still sleeping. So. Yeah, the middle child is asleep, the oldest child is playing cards, and the youngest child is singing in his bed right now, so I should probably go relieve him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice, yes, that sounds good. <laughs> All right, Morgan, well, thank you so much, and you have a great afternoon. Thank you so much. Will do. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, bye, Morgan. Thanks. Yeah, bye. All right, well, thank you all so much for listening. You are amazing, and I'm so happy that you are here with me and that you got to hear Teacher Morgan's first interview with me. Yes. 
Well, she's my first teacher interview. And it was so awesome getting to talk to Morgan today. So thank you so much, Morgan. Shout out to you for being awesome. And thank you for listening, listeners. You can catch me on ESL with a Gypsy Soul on YouTube. You can search it in the search box and you can find me. I'll pop up. All right. Well, thank you all. And you have a great afternoon or morning or evening, wherever you are. (laughs) Have a great one. I will catch you all next time. You rock.